Hello and welcome to the Cycling Dads podcast, the podcast for dads who ride. I'm once again Aaron Thomas Smith, joined as always with Devin Palmer, Remax Results. Welcome, Devin. And uh, how how is your fitness trending this week? Aaron, my fitness is trending straight towards shambles. It's a shambles. <laughs> Everything is in shambles, Aaron. It's a shambles. Nothing is good. No, in my professional life, things are crazy busy, which is wonderful. Um, showings, 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 upcoming listings. So a lot of activity in real estate, which is terrific and which I love and I value. However, we had a mini winter that came and went. My regular routines are all disrupted. There's no, I'm just, it's a 100% unmitigated debacle right now that's where we're at that's the that's the honest truth about it aaron i don't think you're alone Devin. i don't think you're alone in fact one of our listeners was on the birchwood coffee ride this morning with me nick uh thank you for listening by the way nick and nick and i were talking about just like bad moods in general like just being in a bad space emotionally and we're kind of trying to figure out the idea of like Is it the macro environment that just kind of affects us all at the same time? Like, say, you know, we've been having kind of a crappy, you know, bout of weather. So is that we're just kind of like, as everyone I'm talking to is saying the same thing. They're just like, I'm, you know, low energy. I'm not feeling excited. I'm not, you know, and it's been dreary. It's been rainy. It's been. And then immediately after that, it's cold and windy. So. You know, is that is it that macro environment that you think kind of affects us all on some level? And we just never really like get out of our own heads to realize that like, oh, all of us feel bad right now. Or is it that more micro environment? You know, when we're talking about like your rest level, your, you know, even like what you watch that day, what you're listening to. Did you wear an outfit that makes you feel super jazzed? Right. Like which one kind of takes precedent kind of over overall. And for my money, I think that macro really. Like there's there's forces at work here, Devin, not to sound crazy, but there's forces at work here that we cannot fight. So welcome to the Astrological Dads podcast, (laughs) where we talk astrology, where we talk weather, where we talk feelings. Uh, No, you're you're totally right. I think I think it's a challenge in the transitional seasons here in Minnesota because we have we have a stint of a few weeks of sun and nice riding. And then to go back to a mini winter, it, it was a matter of days we had snow on the ground. But then follow the winter with some rainier days, some grayer days, some colder days, some windier days. I think like today was mid mid to low 40s much of the day. That's still pretty crisp. If that's your first peak out for the spring, maybe it's not so bad. But once you've already ridden in like 65 degree weather, I struggle to go back. Like once I've ridden in 60 plus degree weather, when I get hit with 40s again, I suddenly I've lost my winter strength. Absolutely. I also, yep. Aaron, I also really struggle and I commend you with Zwift. You are managing the transitions. Well, you ride a few times on Zwift. You ride once or twice a week outside. Um, you're keeping yourself together that way. Once I've ridden outside, I really struggle when I have to go back to the rollers and I've, I've had, uh, just a, a heck of a time with that in the last few weeks with the dicey weather. So a combination of a busy, Busy professional life, which is all good. Happy to serve these clients. Um, happy to serve more clients, as always. Um, and then this that tumultuous weather. Aaron, why don't you explain to us how you're feeling? 
I'm not feeling great. I'm going to be honest, but it's a different. So I I took a week off, had my four week block, just finished up the, the week off, did the Birchwood copyright this morning. Love being with friends, love going on bike rides. This is one of those rides where like you never get to feeling good. You never get to the point of like, oh, yeah, this is enjoyable. This is why I do this. Like pretty much every second was like, why am I here? I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. I'm hurting myself. I'm putting myself into a bad place just to fight against this headwind. And and this was, was a five hour ride. This was an hour and a half. Oh, OK, so it wasn't I mean, it wasn't horrible. Like it was it was done before you knew it. But still, at the same time, we're going around the going around the airport, hitting a headwind, which was at that point, probably 10 miles an hour cold, like, 20, you know, feels like 15 degrees or whatever. And uh, I'm I'm putting down 350 watts to go 15 miles an hour north. It's not it's not a good feeling. It's well, not a good feeling. So there's that. And then also yesterday, I decided to uh, uh, taking a cue from one of our previous guests, uh, Jesse. I took my son to a martial arts uh, uh, dojo, uh, uh, and I tried out jujitsu yesterday. So he was on one mat doing his fun like high five, you know, friendly kid uh, exercises. And I was getting uh, thrown around by a nice man uh, named Ryan, uh, who was showing me how to effectively uh, uh, take his arm and and wrench his socket until he was in so much pain that he had to tap the mat. And we we just did that repeatedly for about 45 minutes. And so, um, Aaron, if we can review, you've started a podcast. You shaved your yes. head. You're That's trying to get jacked. I, I've been trying for a while. Now you're in jujitsu. I'm not in jujitsu. I I went and tried it out. I wanted could to see be if I could a more blatant Joe Rogan guy. That's who you are. <laughs> That's all that you are. Joe Rogan doesn't ride bikes, though. You're a jacked bald dude who's into jujitsu with a podcast. Okay? He doesn't ride. He doesn't ride bikes. And and I mean, he is. Isn't he in Austin now? Which is. At a certain point, I feel like if you have a podcast, you have to bring up Joe. Like Joe is like the the fifty pound uh, uh, fear factor elephant in the room. Like you can't you can't just not bring Joe up. So I commend you for finding a way to. But yeah, we tried it, and and admittedly, I'm I'm pretty sore today. I'm pretty sore. I'm pretty low energy. But I am I'm feeling a little excited to you know get back into it and do another uh, uh, four weeks. And I also like that I'm at the point now where I want to add another ride to my weekly schedule, so I'm not just you know, sometimes three rides per week feels like a restriction. Like I really want to get out and do a Zwift race or a Zwift event. And and for those of you who are uh, kind of Zwift nerds like I am, it is the tour of Watopia, which means double XP, which is always a great reason for me oh, to get back on the XP. bike. Double XP. I know you don't care, uh, Devin, uh, and perhaps half of you don't care. But if you do care, it's it's a good time. There's a couple of big routes I'm planning on doing to take full advantage of that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to be able to, to do another ride a week. So that's where I'm at. Devin beat up, bruised, tired. I, I think we're in a similar headspace, which is bringing it back to the macro, right? The macro. Oh, and you're talking about macros now. <laughs> you're a hundred percent Joe Rogan. Anyways, Devin, this week we have a huge guest. We have our biggest guest we've ever had on this podcast. This is one that I, you know, to be honest, we've actually kind of been saving us in the can until we had a few more under our belt because we wanted, we we did this so soon. This was the podcast guest that when I started this podcast, 
I wanted to have him on. It was the top of my list. For my money, what this guest's wife has accomplished is so remarkable. This guest's wife is (laughs) such a special person who has done so much and as kind of a state in a region, we are so proud of this guest's wife. Yes. Also proud of this guest. The, I, Patrick Lemieux. We have him on the cast. Patrick, when we started, we started posting up episodes. He reached out. He asked if he could be on it. I was blown away because I was literally typing up an email that had like all sorts of like Victorian era English inflection of like, please, sir, please come on this podcast. We'd love to talk to you. Patrick Lemieux. Uh, uh, it's just a great dad and a, a fantastic husband to the person you're referencing, Gwen, Gwen Jorgensen, Olympic gold medalist, Olympic gold medal in what sport? Triathlon. Triathlon. So as you can see, this was like the perfect guest for this podcast. What was your favorite part of this conversation with with Patrick? Mr. Lemieux, he because of his relation to an accomplished athlete. Um, he's been in conversations with real deal sponsors. So I loved that part of the chat because in my career as a triathlete, I was, I would call myself a third tier professional triathlete and Gwen Jorgensen obviously is a top tier professional triathlete. So my experiences were so different from, uh, the experiences she had dealing with sponsors. Um, and it was great to hear some of that perspective and hear how Pat breaks it down, um, not just for the elites, but how the wisdom he has applies to everyone who's pursuing relationships in the bike industry. Um, so the the conversation there about just providing value um, in sponsorship relationships. I loved it. it. Patrick is, and and yes, everything he's done with with uh, Gwen and and their, you know, you can go on their Instagrams, you can go on their Facebooks, you can see those sponsor relationships that you're talking about, Devin. But even before that, when he was just, you know, even before, you know, his time on uh, Texas Roadhouse and, uh, you know, as kind of that upper echelon of kind of elite pro amateur, you know, uh, road cyclists, uh, he was he was fostering these relationships. So it seems like, you know, we kind of we don't touch on it specifically, but what I thought about in in the week since is he really had this kind of upbringing of like, this is how you deal with sponsorship. This is how you basically fund an elite athlete's journey. And he, he has that uh, amazing uh, ability. That said, my favorite part of the conversation is towards the end, things get pretty rowdy. We have a special guest that just kind of pops up unannounced and it, it was just a ton of fun. So without further ado, here is our interview with Patrick Lemieux, my buddy, Patty Cakes. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more. Uh, please enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, be sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. I cannot uh, emphasize enough how much that helps us out and uh, helps us make a better show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cycling Dads podcast, the podcast for dads who ride. I am once again Aaron Thomas Smith, joined as always with Devin Palmer. Devin Palmer, Remax Results, Realtor at Large, Cycling Father. I yeah, Cycling Father, and so many other things that you're just you're not bringing up this time, which is kind of a letdown. On, on my, I, I, I teed you up there, but that's fine. Oh, that's people, fine. people know what I'm getting up to. 
That's true. That's true. You're kind of all over the social medias. Today we have, I, I think, the most exciting guest we've had on the podcast so far in this very young podcast. We have Patrick Lemieux on the cast today. Uh, husband to Gwen, uh, uh, dad to Stanley. Uh, you more than likely follow him on Instagram already. Um, but Patrick comes from the cities, from from Minnesota. And uh, so, Patrick, where are you now? What are you What are you up to? Sure. Yeah. A uh, bit long answer. Um, thanks for having me on. You already, you already probably heard the Stanley yelling in the background. Um, right now you're listening to me from Flagstaff, Arizona. However, uh, Portland, Oregon is home. So doing a little 40 some day training camp here in Arizona. And, uh, you know, we have made this home for the time being. Cool. Now, Pat, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> First, you use the words training camp pretty casually, and I want to clarify for the listeners, is that a training camp for you or someone else? <laughs> it's a training camp for my wife, yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> and, okay. And yeah. we, who who yeah. is your wife, Patrick? Just Gwen. Sure. Yeah, her name is Gwen. Um, you know, if you, I'd leave it up to you if you want to type in Gwen and Pat into Google, you'll find some answers. But, you know, my wife has a pretty decorated career um, in the sport of triathlon, and, and now she's... Um, she's doing uh she's a professional runner. So we're up here. She's, um, she's trying to qualify for the, uh, Olympics in the 10,000 meters on the track. And, uh, we're, we're making the most of our time up here, getting some, getting some thin air. Oh, wow. That's, that's just uh, amazing. I've been seeing in your photos that there's still snow down on the ground where you are. I mean, yeah. So we had, we had a, uh, the first three weeks we were here, it was awesome. It was like 40, 50 sunny every day. And then the last two weeks, I mean, we got bombed with like two and a half feet of snow over a weekend, uh, two weeks ago. And it's, it's, it's cleaned up off the roads, but you certainly can't go mountain biking right now. It's still, uh, still pretty deep in the woods. So too, too wet. Well, yeah. So Patrick, uh, uh, patty cakes, if, if I may, um, wait, let's, we let's need show to little respect you. Aaron. Let's show a little respect. This is a legend. He has achieved more as a cycling dad than most of us ever will. So very much, but, <laughs> so true. But I know Patrick from from the from the mechanics area behind Grand Performance in St. Paul. That's that's yeah. the Patrick I know. That's Patty Cakes I know, uh, uh, and love. But uh, Devin, you need to do your job, man. You're slacking here a little bit. We're a couple of minutes into this cast, and we don't know if Patrick is qualified to be on the cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you'll excuse me, Mister Mister Lemieux Jorgensen. Are you a father? I am. Okay. And you have a child and we did verify that with noise in the background. <laughs> Early on. Yes. I've moved. I've since moved rooms. And Mr. Lemieux Jorgensen, you do ride a bike. I do ride a bike. Okay. Aaron, he's good to go. Perfect. Good. We got it. I don't have to waste all that beautiful zoom track. I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you, Devin. I do appreciate it. So, Patrick, you know, one of the things that we love to start out with, right, is as a dad, time is time is short, yep. right? Time is short. Yep. But sometimes money is not so short and there's always credit cards um, and, and you know, that lovely like dad deal at the local shop. So what is the bike that you are riding to make up for the lack of time as a father right now? Sure, sure. Um you know, I've been, I've been pretty blessed, but I think right now I brought, I brought my mountain bike to, uh, Arizona and I've gotten to do quite a bit of sweet riding here. Um, nice. I've got a, right now I've got a Lemire 29er plus bike with, uh, set up, uh, one by fully rigid, uh, with some big tires on it. So 
I'm just, uh, I'm sick of pumping up suspension. And so I went, I went fully rigid. I've been doing these crazy trails in Sedona and, um, you know, people's jaws are on the floor when, uh, when they see me come by on a fully rigid bike with bar ends. So bar ends, frame (laughs) pump and saddlebag. Um, (laughs) but it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. It's a super fun, it's a super fun bike. Uh, probably a little too slack in the front end for my preference. I'd like to have a little bit, a uh, little bit tighter wheel underneath me, but, um, yeah, super enjoyable bike, uh, really price sensitive and, uh, yeah, I've been making the most of it. So yeah, yeah super Buzzy, cool bike. It, I mean, but there's a very slim chance of Buzzy listening to this, but you know, with that people, slim yeah, chance, only, only people in Minneapolis have ever heard of a Lemire. Yeah. So, yeah. Tighten yeah, up that head tube, Buzzy. Tighten up that head tube. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. That's my, <laughs> that's my only feedback. You need to, you need to tighten up that head tube. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay, bike Aaron, to, the, the, the bike is meant to be like, yeah, I don't know what, yeah, but it's totally fine. I'm, that's me being really, really nitpicky. I've already told five people they need to buy this bike. Okay. So I do have one, a vague memory of you doing Schwalmigan on tubulars. Is, is this a thing that actually happened? Yep. You did Schwamigan mm-hmm. on tubulars. Well, I mean, te- I mean, yes, they were tubulars. They were just they were mountain bike tubulars. They were twenty nine by two point one um, tubulars. I didn't even know that was a thing. I think I think this was brought up when I was working at my shop, and we were like, "It's a niche of a niche." Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the I mean, yeah, the tires were awesome. That bike was awesome. Soup that was a super light, um, yeah, super light bike, and you know, I never I never had a issue with punctures or anything there so yeah did you win that year no i never won trauma again unfortunately oh, okay yeah. oh aaron aaron i'm sorry aaron. i'm bringing yeah. it up yeah we'll edit that yeah, out we'll yeah. edit that out it's gone it's gone <laughs> thank you never happened yeah. yeah i'm sorry Devin. you were gonna say something you're gonna ask a question about this well we have a legendary guest who has achieved so much just by being the husband of an excellent athlete and <laughs> you call him by his personal nickname on air Okay, a little disrespectful. And then we have a bicycle manufacturer, and you're calling him by some kind of nickname, Buzzy. <laughs> Very disrespectful. Very. We need to talk so, off air. We will be talking off air, in fact, about your use of <laughs> nicknames on air and okay. respecting people who deserve respect. I feel like if their Instagram handle has the, the word in it. Now, Patrick's does not. But Buzzy, I think Buzzy is his Instagram handle. Buzzy Lemire. Pat- Pat, have you considered switching your IG handle to Patty Cakes? <laughs> you know, you I could should potentially I, draw I a very different given, audience. I haven't, I haven't given that enough thought. Okay, um, well, that's a know, beautiful transition, though. Aaron's been lucky enough to be with me in the yeah, yeah. Aaron's been lucky enough to be with me in the back at GP, like, and and you're you're brought into a special circle if that's if you've been there on Friday nights, and uh, you know, I think, okay, again, let's just stop things before we disclose anything. We We don't need need to disclose. We need to to recognize that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. And cupcake cupcake brought me into that circle. I'm not even sure why. Another nickname, another nickname, Patrick, have you considered using your patty cakes nickname as a handle for Instagram for the, the thing that I think everyone who follows you on Instagram knows is your cooking ability, your, your, your newly adopted chefhood. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad way to. That wouldn't be a bad. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think I think we could. I think we could. I think I could think about that. That would. And be... you're <laughs> you are launching a foodie so OnlyFans. 
No, that's out. I'm not going to do a foodie. Only. I should do a, I should do a foodie only fan. No, I think, um, Patrick, you may or may not be considering uh, the kind of your individual food account, but I do know that you do a lot of stuff with the cooking with Pete and Gary's, uh, which I believe you're sponsored by. Is is that correct? Through through way of my wife, yeah. Through, through um, way of going. And you were close, Pete, Pete, and, it, J, Pete and Jerry's with a G, and uh, oh. no, totally fine. Um, but I've done a ton of uh, I've done a ton of egg inspired recipes for them, so that's always like a good motivating piece, uh, you know, to to try and just to bring some inspiration into the kitchen. So yeah, we, we have a ton of eggs at our house and, uh, Gwen and I actually went to Pete and Jerry's farm out in Vermont and saw the whole process. And it was, it was, uh, it was insane. I think the, uh, what I was most blown away with was their machines that pick up the eggs and they do like, we'll call it a, I don't know, a, a ton a day. And I think their, their break rate is less than 1%. So oh. there, there's really hardly any eggs laying on the floor. Biggest takeaway from that whole trip. That's a lot of chickens. That's a lot of eggs. Yeah, no, no, it was insane. Yeah, no, it was it was really cool. It was really, really cool. Pat, sponsorship. So you and your wife have actually dealt with legitimate sponsors from the industry, outside <laughs> of the industry. Um, sure. <laughs> you know, because Gwen truly is a top-tier yeah. elite, world-class athlete and deserves, um, you know, earned sponsorship at that kind of a level. And when I was a triathlete, I was racing probably three rungs below so if we're talking sponsorship, I would say the bottom rung is you get a discount on product, right? Sure, sure. Next sure. up from that is maybe you get a little free product and yeah. maybe some swag up from that is like you get some free product and maybe chances at bonuses or a teeny amount of cash. Yeah. And then at the top tier, you're getting you know, a reasonable financial compensation plus the, the free product is a given. So I raced sure. at the level where I could maybe get some free product um, and maybe some swag and the opportunity to add bonuses. Yep. Uh, and Gwen, you know, as a, as a gold medal athlete, um, you guys were involved in conversations at a totally different level. And I think it's interesting to have conversations with people in around these niche sports where they start to think they deserve or should get some kind of sponsorship. Um, Sure. So from, from my view as a low level pro getting pretty minimal sponsorship and realizing if I'm balancing the value of this sponsorship versus if I had found a, a decent paying part-time job, what would have been better for my life? Yep. Um, yep. I, yep. I'm wondering if you can comment for us, like from the view from the top is a sponsorship with industry brands, something people should be pursuing. How should they be thinking about it? Sure. So I think no matter what, I think you named four, four tiers there, four levels. I think that no matter what tier you find yourself on the, the word that you need to be thinking about, no matter what is value and what value am I going to bring to my partner, whether it's value of discount at a local bike shop or whether it's, you know, getting a salary and bonuses and product from a tier one brand in the sport. Um, what can I be giving back and what can, what sort of value and insight can I provide? So I remember when I was, uh, you know, we'll call it an amateur cyclist at grand performance. We were the first team. We were the first amateur team, um, on SRAM force when it came out and this was in like 2008. Oh, and, really? Um, yeah. Uh, huh. our, our, um, our main goal there was to just give value feedback and product testing. 
So what was, what was working, what wasn't working. And then, you know, essentially then there was another layer onto that that wasn't as prevalent, obviously in 2008 was, you know, you were, you were still an ambassador for the product. So, you know, when you had your bike out, people were asking, you know, what you thought of it and, and how it was working. So I think that those themes remain the same, whether you're, you know, Pat, who's 20 years old at a bike shop, or if you're, you know, Gwen, who was you know, on track to winning the Olympics. So yep. that would be, that would be the theme there is what value can you give? And I think and for our when, listeners um, who, who aren't familiar with it, um, there's an article, I think that was published in 2010 by the angry Asian blog about how a sponsorship is not about you. And I think the crux of that article, just what, what Patrick is saying is it's all about the value that you bring to the brand, not about the value that the brand brings to you. Sure. Sure. And yeah, I mean, and we can go, you know, we could go more granular and talk about, you know, do the, is the product that you're endorsing? Does that align with you personally? Um, is that something that you would use? Is that something that you would like? Those are all things you need to be thinking about. So, you know, we go back to, it could be a, it could be a nuanced product like, a, I don't know, some sort of special chain ring that you, that you're really, really passionate about. And you think you could be a crusader for, that brand will use Wolf Tooth as an example. Uh, you know, you yep. you want to be you want to be preaching their gospel to everybody that you see. Um, and you may have bought in that chain ring at ten percent off. They might have been paying you a thousand bucks to do it. But the idea is is that um, you're a crusader. I think one thing that's really changed in you know my time in the sport is obviously social media. So you know, there's 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 tracking with it now, you know, there's, you can see how many followers and you can get an understanding of the, uh, the microphone that they're going to be speaking behind. Are they speaking to 11 people or are they speaking to 11,000? Um, and then that's, that's also how brands are going to position themselves next to, next to different athletes. So do you, do you find that you're taking that social media, um, kind of data that you have between your account and Gwen's account, and are you using that to basically present to potential sponsors because sponsorship is kind of an ever rotating thing? Sure. Are you leaning heavily on those numbers now or is it kind of just the innate value of being a gold medalist and all of the kind of positivity that you have surrounding Gwen and yourself? Yeah, in the case of Gwen, like we'll use her as a case study. Obviously, you know, her social media for presence for an endurance athlete is pretty solid. Um and so that's something that brands are looking at. And then, you know, then her, her resume from a results base is then that's just, that's icing on the cake. So I think the biggest thing now that you have is you have some sort of, fortunately or unfortunately, your social media following is a validation tool. And it's a, it's a insight into how many eyeballs you will attract to a certain product. So it's really easy math. If I'm looking at a TRX here on the floor, if TRX wants to do a deal with, you know, me, they can have how many followers I have. And if they want to do it, you know, deal with my wife, they'll get an understanding that, Hey, we're going to see a lot more potential customers if we advertise through Gwen's channel. Sure. Sure. Have you guys been in the situation where you were approached by a brand or you're considering a brand, um, where the, the money was right or the, the deal was right but the equipment could have potentially even hurt performance. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 A thousand percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Gwen had a, a sponsor in the swim category who offered her 10 X. So 
she offered, she was getting offered 10% of what a different company offered her, but she wanted a custom swimsuit for cold and hot temperatures. The company that was paying her that offered her a very large sum of money wouldn't make the custom suit. And the company that offered her very little money was willing to make whatever she wanted. She went with the smaller company. Um, and yeah. you know, over the course of the term, that was a, that was a, that was a six figure hit to her checkbook, but she opted in for performance and creativity, um, versus, versus pure cash. Wow. That's certainly something I saw at the rung of triathlon. I was racing where it was the scrappy, you know, like our best day might've been a top five at a regional Ironman. My, my colleagues at that tier, it's like, we would be taking any, Oh, I got a wheel deal yeah. with X and X brand. And it's like, you know, those are just going to slow you down. Right. Like to be frank, yeah. my best bike setup was brands. I just got through gear West bike. Yep. You know, I was, I was riding a uh, felt and zips and it's like through gear West, I just got them on a discount. Um, but they were ungodly fast. And yep. then I took, yep. I actually took a bike sponsorship, um, where I wouldn't say it necessarily hurt me, but I wasn't, um, I couldn't have made the same argument like, oh, this is the absolute optimal frame for my body type and position. Yep. So yep. Patrick, do you have yep. so that, your own sponsorships separate from, is, is it kind of a, a, are you a unit <laughs> together or, or do you have your sponsorships that sure. you're kind yeah, of taking care of and totally separate yeah so i think um obviously there's some stuff there's some partners and we'll use pete and jerry's as an example for gwen you know they've leaned into the family aspect a little bit harder and it's it it fit where there's stories of me cooking for gwen on the internet so that's an easy story to tell with you know how i make eggs for gwen um but no we are for most practical purposes i mean i'm I, I, I'm the benefactor of her specialized sponsorship. <laughs> um, you know, I don't, uh, I need to give more love to, uh, the amount of specialized bikes I have in my garage. Uh, thanks to Gwen. Um, so that's a great one, but yeah, we're, we're our own, we're our, our own people. And I actually don't really do given my, right. So right now I'm an athlete agent. Um, I, so I prefer, I don't really do any deals for myself cause I just think that that's a bad look. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm not, and I'm separately, I'm not Gwen's agent. She has her own agent. So, mm -hmm. um, there's things that, that are in sync through her partnerships that, that work well to tell the story of how her and I operate together. But, um, I don't, nobody goes out and actively pitches myself and nobody really actively pitches us as a, uh, husband and wife combo either. Yeah, so better for you to say, stay a little more agnostic yeah. exactly. and not complicate yeah. other conversations. That's right. That's right. Yep. So yep. kind of wrapping this up, this is a very specific question that I have for you, but I have noticed Pat that you've been doing Zwift racing and sure. as an athlete, uh, athlete's agent, I, you know, my question is sponsorship with now indoor racing are, sure. I'm starting to see that happen. Is that something that you're encountering at all? Or is it, you know, do you think it's kind of a, a um, fluke of the coronavirus? Yeah, I don't think it's, I, I, I think that obviously indoor racing and e-racing was just supercharged by, by COVID. Um, I think it will be here to stay. I think that brands will constantly use it as a platform to advertise around. Um, you know, I did a deal for the rally cycling team based off of uh, Wahoo trainers and, uh, and there was a, you know, an expectation that there would be some e-racing involved. Um, I haven't done a 
I'll call it like an e-racing specific deal yet, but I do see that. Um, I do see that coming. You know, I, I, I work for an athlete, a triathlete named Lionel Sanders, who's big time on Zwift. He's got a, he's got the biggest, he has the biggest following on Zwift as an, as an athlete. Um, and people are super into what he's doing uh, on that platform. And it's, um, it brings a ton of attention and a ton of emotion with it. Yeah. Big, and that's a funny phrase. Big on Zwift is a phrase that would have had, held no meaning in 2019, but yeah, now it's, right. it's, it's very legitimate. Yeah. yeah. It's very legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's, it's very legitimate. Yeah. Lionel's got like a full green room set up. He's, you can see what mm-hmm. he's doing on there. He's, he's hyper into it. I'm hyper into it. You know, I think the, it, it brought back a competitive itch for me that I needed and you oh, know, for it's, sure. on a, it's on a truncated timetable. So like I heard in one of your earlier pods, you were joking about the 17 minute criterium. You know, I think the ones that I'm doing are like, I try to get them to 24 or 26 minutes. And then I'm like, I'm just completely wrecked afterwards. And I feel like, okay, you know what? That was a great use of 45 minutes. Like got a little warm up, race, cool down. I'm, I'm good to go. Absolutely. That is, yes. I just did it last night. It's stage eight of the Tour de Zwift, Champs-Élysées. Yeah. And, you know, it was, and then, you know, on Zwift power afterwards, finally got back up to that 3.22 watts per kilogram and back up into the B's. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. I've been, been in the C's for t- way too long. That's awesome. Congrats. <laughs> uh, are you an A plus now? Are, are you, you gotta be on Zwift power. Uh, no, I'm not on Zwift power. You're not on Zwift power, man. You gotta, no, okay. I don't, okay. uh, I don't, uh, I don't get that. Uh, I'm not that into it. No, I okay. don't know what I you guys to... mean with a lot of this, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like this talk right now. Yeah, uh-uh. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I don't like it. Swift, it, Pat, ah, so good. Aaron, Aaron, let's just tie off the sponsorship because I want to. Yep. Pat, my bias is um, most people should just have a relationship with their, you know, their local shops and the brands they carry, or if push comes to shove, ordering. If you think you need a separate set of equipment, like my shop doesn't carry the race wheels I want, just order them online. But my bias is most people, as long as you're making a normal adult income, have a relationship with the shop and maybe that yields um, you know, some, some level of benefit to you and be a yep. great ambassador for them. But the notion that you're going to be an ambassador or a sponsor, it's like you're a 45-year-old man, you have no following online, you have a full-time job and a family, like why are you chasing sponsorship when the sponsorship if you look at the dollar amount it's like we'll go to your job and work four hours and sure you know do you you mentioned value and i think you would probably come at it from more of a positive tone like (laughs) just provide value and and see what may come of it um so i agree with you i think that there should be a a paid component hey stan we got a boogie woogie (laughs) oh man okay let me do this. Let, let me do this. Let me do this answer quick. And then I'll, we'll, we will boogie woogie, but I really appreciate that answer. Aaron, um, we just had a celebrity appear on the cast. We did. Oh my God. Okay. One second, Stanley. One second. That was awesome. Please, please keep that in. So that's so perfect. Look, I, okay. So I think, so look, I think the biggest thing that we, that you, I'd want you to think about is, Okay. I'll bring the value play back into it again. And I think one, you should just go support your local bike shop. I can't hit that ring that bell hard enough. Um, but don't be afraid to do something different and nuanced in your role. And I think about the people that I follow on YouTube that I'm super into, like I think of Seth's bike hacks, mm-hmm. right. And how do I feel after I watch an episode? 
I want to get a house out in the woods and build mountain bike trails there. Mm-hmm. He, I'm emotionally tied to whatever Seth is doing. At the end of the day, him and I are total bike dorks. And there's a full bunch of bike dorkery that goes on in those episodes. Find a way to align with people that you think are going to be viewing your stuff. And then I think you can, the sky's the limit. I love it. I love it. That's that. That's so true. And and as I'm in the industry, I get questions about sponsorship all the time. And my biggest, not pet peeve, but the thing that very quickly goes from like, I'm interested in what you're having to say to I'm not interested is uh, the conversation is what I can do for them. And it's yep. not about what they can do for me. And I've gotten some proposals where it's like, um, here is X, Y, and Z that I can do uh, to provide value to you. And and I'm all in. I'm like, great, let's do it. Let's make this happen. Um, okay, clearly, Pat, you're a busy guy. We got to let you go. We want to wrap up with the final question for the pod, which is uh, one of my favorites. And what is the hardest ride that you've ever done? Um, hardest ride I've ever done. I've done, I did a training camp in the Pyrenees with Gwen after she qualified for the Olympics and she beat me up every single, sorry, Stanley, she beat me up every single major mountain. And it was, I was absolutely destroyed mentally and physically, but we had an amazing, amazing trip guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I got, I got the Stanley guy and we're going to boogie. Bye Stanley. Bye Patrick. So thank you so much, man. This was great. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Our next episode comes out Monday, April 5th.